This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. It's time again for the Saturday Quiz. Thanks for joining me. My name's John Leary, and on this podcast, it's my job to ask the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper. As always, it's up to my guests to come up with the correct answers. Today, those guests are from a Melbourne Theatre Company production which has just opened. Lorinda is based on the novel by Alice Pung and tells the story of a woman reliving her teenage years when she was the recipient of a scholarship to a prestigious private school. It's a satire of identity, class and culture, privilege and entitlement. With me today are two of the cast members. Welcome to the show, Fiona Choi and Georgina Naidu. Yay! Hi! Here we are. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. How are you both? Oh, a bit tired. A bit, <laughs> a bit tired. T- a bit tired. But, yeah. um, Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Ready ready to see good. how little hey. I know about the world. <laughs> yeah, good. Are, we, are we allowed yeah. to? We can't secretly Google, can we? Because our phones no, are. No, um... you can't secretly Google. I will see you Googling. I say Google now because um, one of the girls in our cast says talks about how she can't say Google. Um, she says Google. So, <laughs> she um, says Google. Yeah, she says Google. So, is it is that like? Uh, well, you, it, it, English is her second language. I mean, uh-huh. she has been living here since she was sixteen, um, but uh, there are still certain things that she finds hard to say. I mean, my mum's been living here for thirty five years, and she still says things like um, she says sushi instead of sushi, and um, <laughs> so we all say sushi now yeah. when we need Aww. to go order some sushi. <laughs> my and dad, Google things. That's fantastic. My dad can't say ear or year. So when it's the year, he says ear, and when it's the <laughs> oh, ear, he, he says year. And it's like, well, can't you think of the other one when you're trying to say, <laughs> my year, my year is hurting. Wow. <laughs> my dad was the same with clown and crown. Oh, the clown, so, the, you know, the if there was a red-nosed clown. Yeah, ha-ha crown, crown. That you wear as a king. That's correct. He, he would get them completely mixed up. So he'd be like at a party, over there with the crown, you know, and wearing oh. a clown. <laughs> oh, God, imagine wearing a clown. Really everyday <laughs> but anyway. Tell me about the play. How's, how's Lorinda going? Um, I think it's going really, really well. It's, it's really beautiful to see a whole variety of people that are used to the theatre but also that are new to the theatre come and see the show. And uh, we've had a very a huge spectrum of of uh, reactions, especially to the cultural elements, to the Vietnamese being spoken on stage, and to you know, and everybody can identify with um, feeling othered and being bullied at school, and and everyone has a great laugh at all the '90s throwbacks that we put in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's. I think it's going really well. Do you think yeah. so, Georgina? I do. My my dad came yesterday and that's oh, yeah. always, for me, the one where I can tell whether it's working or not. 
he's 90 this year. Oh, my goodness. He really encouraged me to be an actor and he's been going to the theatre his whole life. Wow. Was he in the arts or what did he do? He actually came on a scholarship like um, our character like in the, the play. Character. Yeah, he right. came over to do year 12 on a scholarship. To a Catholic, came over Catholic when, school when he, from he's Indian and was living in Malaysia. Uh-huh. So was the first wave of Asian students to come to Australia. And just wow. after that, they started the Colombo scheme, which was bringing Asian students here to give them an education for them to go back home and take that knowledge into their countries. But he so came over and stayed. He, he well, no, he went. He went to RMIT and he'd get to the end of a course and he. And then he'd shift courses. Um, and then when they worked out what he was doing, they said, okay, you need to stick to this one and then go. But by that stage, he'd fallen in love with my mum. Wow. Um, who had come from Liverpool with her family post-war. As a 10-pound pom kind of deal. Yeah, sort of. Right, okay. Anyway, mum and dad fell in love on the tram. <laughs> but it was in the... Which, fi- which number? Which Number tram? eight, which has a oh, different route now, apparently. Oh. So oh, um, the story goes that dad used to be on the tram on the way to RMIT and he'd see mum coming out of this beautiful big building and thought, wow, Look at her lovely house. He didn't realise the family were running a boarding house. And mum was, you know, 20 and sharing a bed with two of her sisters. Um, But it was the 50s and they dealt with a lot of racism. No one would marry them. You know, it was an awful time in many ways. But I see them as being revolutionists. Wow. Yeah. That is a a fascinating story. No wonder he had such a visceral reaction to the play. Yeah, yeah. Although he wasn't a a teenager in the 90s, he can obviously... I think being othered... I'm sure. ...being exoticised, dealing with microaggressions, just the the struggle of trying to fit in. And um, he really responded to Chi's character who played the mum. He said, as an Asian man... I really saw the subtleties in the mum's character. I really, I think he missed his mum watching the play, oh, which is beautiful. Wow. Yeah, special to be able to share that. That's with really, him. that's really beautiful. My yeah. goodness, what a, Ooh. what a thing! Don't know where to go to. <laughs> uh, that. that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Pleasure. I think for people that feel that way, for the, for which those themes resonate so deeply, what the play gives them is this f- joy of a bit of comeuppance because we kind yeah. of, uh-huh. re, you know, reclaim a bit of power at the end and it's not something that's very appropriate to say on a podcast, but we do get to say, you know, we, we, we do get to, uh, I don't even know how to say it now. F you, you could say. We, F- get, you? Yeah. we sure. get to do F you's a lot to, you yeah. know, to anyone uh, which can represent anyone that's ever made you feel small. Yeah. Anyone so. in, in positions of power or mm. authority who abuse that position and, and yeah, yeah, that privilege. Abs- absolutely. Mm. Now, speaking yeah. of power and privilege, yes. you've got a question for us, haven't you? <laughs> I do have questions for you. Uh, but before we get to that, yeah, we're right. going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Fiona Choi and Georgina Naidu. We're going to start with 
question number one. <laughs> You'll be fine. Question number one. Which team this month won Australia's 1,000th Commonwealth Games gold medal? Did you? Did either of you watch the Commonwealth Games while they were on? No. We were rehearsing or performing we were no, or, busy. or sleeping or doing washing. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Um, can we have it's guesses? It's a team sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guess away. Can, Is can it we some sort of swimming relay? It's not the swimming oh. because the, the swimming happens at the beginning of the Commonwealth Games. Does it involve a ball? It does involve a ball. Is it netball? It is netball. Oh, yeah. Well done. Thank you. Do you know, it, so it was our, um, what are they called, the uh, the diamonds or is that the basketball? I have no idea. Yeah, I should know uh, that. Is it, does, do they start with a W? Do they? The netball team? Yeah, I don't know. The wallabies. Yeah, it's coming. Um, wallabies, I'm thinking, or <laughs> wombats or... <laughs> wombats doesn't sound very sporty, no, does it? No, I don't <laughs> think it would be wombats. You, you no, mean something sort of more. taller and leaner for the for netball. Yep. No, it is the, it is the diamonds. Da- uh, diamonds, uh, okay. Right. Mm. Uh, so they beat... Do you know which team they were up against in the final? Pearls. <laughs> no, I think they're called... Oh, see, this is another team that I, I should know the name of. I think they were called... The Golden Girls or something like that? Oh. No, that's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, I can't remember what they're called. But it was a very close game against Jamaica. Oh, who, wow. Oh, that would have been a were, great game to watch. Uh, it was very close. It was 29 all at half time. Wow. Yeah, with the final score being 55 to 51 uh, in Australia's way. Yeah. Anyway, well done. It was the Australian Diamonds who won Australia's 1,000th Commonwealth wow. Games gold medal. Wow. Well done. Well done, Diamonds. Well Go done, Diamonds. Then. Question number two. Which hit from the film Grease, written by John Farrah and performed by Olivia Newton-John, was nominated for a Best Original Song Oscar? And there's bonus points for naming the number of Grammys won by Newton-John and the name of the character she played in Greece. Sandy? No. Sandy. Is do it? you know her surname? Do, do, oh. do, is it, like, it doesn't begin with a do or a it D? It does not begin oh. with a d, do I'm or so a D. Wrong. Sandy Bucket. <laughs> Sandy Bucket. <laughs> is it totally devoted to you? Hopelessly uh, devoted to you. Hopelessly devoted to you. Hopelessly devoted to you. Very well done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You. Were you Grease fans? Oh my god, I loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a, a big fan. Fiona, um, yes. As I well. was a huge fan, but I remember being a little bit too young for it, and it was yeah. like the sneaky movie that you know at parties. You know the parties when all the parents were busy in the other room, probably boozing it up and everything, and all the kids were just locked in this someone's bedroom with a television yeah yeah you know being able to sneaky watch it and not quite understanding a few things like i know it's very it is (laughs) you know even though they're well quote unquote teenagers yes um much like us in lorinda (laughs) (laughs) yeah much like you playing teenagers in the uh in lorinda it's got some very 
adult concepts mm. in Greece. Well, it took mm. me years. I was very... I remember being fascinated by the scene where um, Rizzo and... I think it's Rizzo and Kaniki you know, getting hot and heavy in the back of his car. And uh-huh. then they keep talking about how he's got an insurance policy and it broke. And... <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, what? Nobody knew what that was. <laughs> and, and nobody understood about, you know, whose jugs are bigger than Annette's. Or, you know, it's like, it's just yeah. all, all these euphemisms that were like, oh, that's no, America. jugs are bigger, bigger than Annette's. <laughs> I've got a friend who had no idea that Annette was a name. Ah. And so he thought it was a literal net. So (laughs) nobody's jugs are bigger than a net. And he he was completely baffled. Yeah, that's mind-bending. What that meant. Yes. Yes. The thing that upsets me about Greece that I think gives it a bad name is that people are outraged that Sandy had to change for Danny. Like, Sandy does the, you're yeah. the one that I want mm. and the cool, yeah. cool pants. And But what they forget is Danny actually turns up like a jock. In the Letterman and he's sweater. Got, he's got, oh. yeah, the sweater on, and he's done exactly the same thing, but yeah. vice versa. But, but her yeah. look is cooler to end the film with. So, uh, you know, he That's takes right. his cardi off and they have a dance. But he did it as well. And drive off into the sun. yeah. He, he changed for her as well. He changed for her as well. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I agree. All right, so what have we got? You've We've got her first name. You've got the name of the song. Seven Grammys? No, no. it was not Seven Grammys. Okay. She was nominated less or for... Higher. Higher or lower? It's less than seven. She was nominated for 12 Grammys, Ooh. but she only won how many? Four. Correct. Well Four done. Four is the correct answer. Well done, Fee. They were Best Country Vocal Performance female for a song called Let Me Be There. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Do you know that one? Let Me Be There. I know that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let Me Be There in the morning. Let Me Be There in the night. Oh, that one. All I ask you is let me be there. She also won the Record of the Year and Best Pop Vocal for I Honestly Love You. Do you want to give me a bar or two of that one? I love you. Oh, beautiful. I honestly love you. I, you know, I grew grew up fantasising about being um, a blonde Olivia Newton-John. More of the Xanadu era, of course. Yeah, okay. But, um, you know, wearing my hair with those ribbons in it and having a a pretty dress and... Did you ever go blonde? Have you ever been blonde? I have been blonde. Yes. Yeah. I have. Um, it did. It, it. It. It's a bit of a when you try when you have to be blonde, or when you dye black Asian hair, it you have to bleach it first and then yeah. put color onto it. And when my hair bleaches, it becomes green. So, um, <laughs> I did a show many many years ago. I did um, Rent around Australia, the musical, and every month they had to recolor my hair because oh. my hair was bright purple in the show. But they would bleach it first, it would become green, and then they had to try and put purple on it. How funny. Wow. And then, yes, I did have some blonde era, but it wasn't as blonde as ONJ, and I never felt as pretty. (laughs) I have to say, Fee, if you were into Xanadu, we're going to have to spend some time with you explaining to me what happens in Xanadu. Because I watched it okay. not that long ago, thinking <laughs> I would ma- it would make yeah, no more idea. sense. I don't know what happens. 
I think that's we funny. Can do All right, and th- there's yes. one more, one, one more, more Grammy that she won, which was Video of the Year for. Can you guess? Physical. Exactly. Yes. Exactly I was right. Yes. 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 But you still oh, don't have the surname of Sandy. Sandy. Is it a Starts common name? Sandy not O'Neill. Particularly. Oh, Sandy. It's not Sandy O'Neill. <laughs> uh, it's the same as a Australian visual artist, famous painter. Olsen. Olsen is the right oh. is the right answer. Yeah, that's Sandy a, Olsen. That's a real squeaky clean kind of you know little little name, Sandy Olsen. Yeah. little Sandy Olsen. S- Sandy Olsen. Well done. Wow. All right. Question number three. Rockfort, Wensleydale, and Emmental are all types of what? I know. I think cheese. Yeah. Cheese, yeah. Well done, Fee. I was going to say mountains or oh, mountains. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I they, only, they I, I only got it when you said Emmental. Do you, are you a cheese uh, aficionado? I, I, I am. Not that I really remember names of the cheese except no. for Emmental, but um, I do love a good. I love a good Manchego, a good Spanish. Oh, yeah. Mm, are you a yeah. cheese? Are you cheese aficionado? Oh, I, yeah, I, lo- I love cheese. What do you I, love? There is a cheese which is a sort of kind of brie style, Yum. Uh, which is uh, Daffinois with, from mm. France, Yum. which is just, I mean, it's, it's the best when it's, you know, that sort of room temperature, just almost liquid, like just, oh. just holding together. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, cheese is so great. Good. My husband is Croatian, and um, uh-huh. in where in the town there's a lot of islands around where his um, family is from, and um, it's famous for his for its massive wheels of um, just fresh goats manchego. And oh wow! Yum. Like every time, like it's you know you, you're always trying to smuggle at home like these massive yeah. things in your suitcase, hoping that it doesn't get too warm. Yeah, hoping and, you and don't like, get uh, caught up on. What's the border security, that uh, yes. TV show? But oh, they always have, you know, people bringing in <laughs> just random foods, foodstuffs. Yep. When my dad first started going home to Malaysia and coming back when he was a student, his mum started teaching him to cook. So he'd, nev- he'd never cooked in his life, oh, but right. he couldn't get any good Indian or Malaysian oh, or yeah. Chinese or any of the food he was used to. So he's like, show me how to cook it. So she, she was thrilled and she'd give him lessons and then pack up lots of little things of spices for him to bring back. And he didn't have the heart to tell her that as soon as he hit customs that they all went. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But he's an amazing cook. Nice. All right. Well, good. I'm glad that the cheese conversation got us all around to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number four. On August 21, 1983... Which Filipino opposition leader and husband of a future president was assassinated at Manila Manila Airport? Oh, this is a bit, a bit oh, of a tricky one. Do you know this I one? Know, I know the spouse, so it's somebody Aquino. Is that right? Well, yeah. So it's Mr. Aquino? It's... It is. It is yes, Mr. Yes. There we go. Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you are right. I mean, you're, you're right. He's, he's also, in the question, he's the husband of a future president. He's also the father of someone that was oh, yes. the 15th president of the Philippines. 
and they share a first name. So if you know who that is, you know who, who the father was. Oh, I wish I could, because Corey Aquino is the lady, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's not the answer. Cor- Corazon is... Corazon, is, yes. Yeah, Corazon was this guy's wife. Somehow I feel like if I say it... Bernard? <laughs> not, not quite Bernard. I mean, I think I've got to give this to you because you came straight out with the answer. It is Benigno mm. or Benino. Oh, Benino. Good old Benino. Yeah, B-E-N-I-G-N-O, otherwise known as Ninoy. Oh, Ooh. Ninoy, yes, I have heard that. Did Ninoy. you know that? I did. Because I the the... Manila International Airport, where he was assassinated, mm. has since been renamed Ninoy Aquino oh. International Airport in his honour. And the anniversary of his death, which is August 21, which is Sunday, yeah. is a national holiday in the Philippines. Oh, wow. But I spent so much time on this question because the more I read about the Philippines' politics, the more I was just amazed. I... I I mean, I knew a little bit, uh, obviously, about, uh, you know, Ferdinand Marcos and Imelda Marcos. But I really had no idea of the... His rule over the country was just... I mean, it went for decades. Horrific, yeah. And it was horrific. And, in fact, the assassination of uh, Aquino pretty much led to, what do you call it, the the civil disobedience and the the non-violent demonstration movement that led to the Marcos family mm. fleeing the country. And, and it's so frightening. Um, yeah, the generations and people never understand Yeah, and what is extraordinary, or what I find extraordinary is that earlier this year, somehow, Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos, mm. son yeah. of Ferdinand Marcos and Imelda Marcos, was elected as mm. the 17th president of the Philippines. So he's the president right now. Yeah. I just... With, I, with, a, with such celebrity status behind him. Yeah. And, and a huge of a, majority of the, of, yeah. the, uh, of the election. Hey, um, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is not really on topic. but um, Sure. <laughs> but I, I met someone once, who uh, a Filipino performer, whose job it was during the campaign, one of the cam- many... Um, Marcos uh, campaign trails. His job was um, to be an audience plant, you know, at the rallies um, that wow. um, Imelda was at. But his his job was to raise his hand and say, "Mrs. Marcos, we've heard you're a beautiful singer. Oh no! Would you bless us with a song?" And wow. it, so it would be a, that oh, full, no. you know, that full trope, that full case of. Of um, Imelda Marcos saying, "Oh no, no, I couldn't no, possibly. I, couldn't I got possibly. nothing prepared." And then another plan, "Please, please, oh Mrs. Marcos, please." And then literally, you know, "Oh, I couldn't possibly." People, <laughs> <laughs> I found that fascinating. Like you know, he would just travel around incognito, wow, as part of her entourage, yeah. oh, wow. sitting in audiences. How funny! <laughs> Listen, I could talk about Filipino politics all day. I feel, but uh, I, I think it's time that we took a little break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Fiona Choi and Georgina Naidu. We're up to question number five. Australia is home to how many 
UNESCO World Heritage Sites. And you've got a multiple choice here. Is it 5, 10, 15 or 20? Now, do you know what a, what a UNESCO World Heritage Site is? I mean, you can probably guess. Kakadu's one, right? Certainly. I think Kakadu probably is one, yeah. Let me tell you this. To be yes. selected as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, a site must be a somehow unique landmark which is geographically and historically identifiable and has special cultural or physical significance. Surely we'd have heaps. Well, does, yeah. Is there like a well, size? Do you, 5, do, 10, there... 15 or 20. I'd say 20. If you think of all the incredible, indigenous, significant, amazing, beautiful places around Australia, I think yeah. we should have 200, actually. <laughs> I think the There's numbers are wrong. room for a few more. But you are, you're correct. It is 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Australia. Well Yay done. Us. Well done, Australia. <laughs> all right. Question number six. Quito is the capital city of which South American country? Quito or Quito? I thought it was going to be a question about diets. So did I. I was going to oh. say, oh, that's about low-carb, Quito, high-fat. We know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, Quito or Quito, uh, Q-U-I-T-O. Venezuela. Not Venezuela. It just sounds like a Ven- Venezuelan. Venezuelan. South America. Um, I'll give you a clue. It starts with Q, and Q is in the name of the country. Ecuador. Ecuador is the right is the right answer. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yes. And I just realised it's not in Ecuador. Uh, uh, the name of the country sounds like it is. <laughs> yeah, it, sh- it should be. Yeah, Q. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's E-C. E-C. U-A-D-O-R. Oh. Sounds yeah. like it should be though. It should be. <laughs> The clue did get us there, though. Yeah, yeah good. So. Well, even though it was incorrect spelling, it was still a good clue. All right, question number seven. Name the New South Wales senator who is deputy leader of the Australian Greens. How's your uh, politics? Uh, so there's a lovely Indian lady in the Greens. Yeah. Who I've seen on Q&A, and she's fabulous. Yeah. And... I certainly don't know what her name is, and I hope she's not listening. Well, I hope she listens and accepts my apology. <laughs> uh, that's as far as I'm going. Fiona? That's as far as you're going? <laughs> is it her? <laughs> I'm going to say that you're probably talking about the right person. She's actually Pakistani-born. Right. Again, my apologies. <laughs> uh, but, yes, that is the right person. Her initials are MF. Does that help at all? Not without Google. <laughs> <laughs> Not without Google. She was appointed to fill the, vac- the vacant seat in the Senate left by Lee Rhiannon uh, in 2018, and she was sworn in on the 20th of August 2018, becoming the first female Muslim senator in Australian history. Woo-woo! I did her hear her. Her name is Marine. No? That hasn't... Jogged oh, okay. Memory? No, sorry. Fa- Fazia? Fa- fa- no, good, good, good guess. No, Faraz. it's fa- fa- fa. Faruqi. Faruqi. Marine Faruqi. Yeah. She is the deputy leader of the Australian Greens. I have to remember that because I think she's amazing. Yeah. All right, question number eight. Which actor links the characters William Thacker 
Phoenix Buchanan and Daniel Cleaver. Do any of those ring a bell? Daniel Cleaver does. Daniel Cleaver rings a bell? Who's Daniel Cleaver? I don't know, but the name... Do you know what film film they might be from? Is it... Oh, okay, I was going to say it's got nothing to do with Lever to Beaver. (laughs) No. (laughs) Can you give us a country of origin? Yes, a British actor, English actor, and kind of quintessentially English as well. Hugh Grant. Very well done. (gasps) Hugh Grant is the correct answer. Do you know what films... William Thacker might be from. It's a going back a fair way now these days. William Rom-com. Thacker. Was that Four Weddings and a Funeral? No, it was no. Notting Hill. Oh, well, oh close, Notting yeah. Hill. Yeah, good. Uh, what about Daniel Cleaver? Oh, you know? is that the Bridget Jones? It is the Bridget Jones Diaries yes. movies. And what about Phoenix Buchanan? Phoenix Buchanan. I don't know, but I loved him in About a Boy. Oh, he was, yeah, he was. He was very great good in that. Yeah. He was he's, about he's great in this film. This film, I think, might be his best ever role. Really, Phoenix yeah. Buchanan. Let Can me tell you, you may not have seen it. It think. is Paddington Two. Oh, I have oh. seen it. Yes, and Isn't he is great in that? excellent. Yeah, I just think he is. He's amazing. He's obviously, it. having fun. He's having a ball, yeah. He was having a lot of fun in that movie with um, Meryl Streep, you know, where she plays the the woman that can't sing. Um, oh, yes. He, oh, I haven't seen that one. Yes, yeah, that's gorgeous. Called? She's some wealthy woman who... Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah based on a real story. Yeah, ba- based, based on that real... Yeah, that's right. His job in that's slightly similar to the guy that you knew who used to ask... <laughs> Yeah, an enabler, I think, is yes. what they're called. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right, question number nine. What dangerous mixture comprises potassium nitrate, charcoal, and sulfur? Do you know the answer to this one? Dangerous mixture. Dangerous mixture. Is it what's yes. in um, volcanoes? No, it's not. Oh. It, this is a uh, human invention. Potassium nitrate is also known as saltpeter. I don't know if that helps or hinders. Yeah, in, uh, it's something yeah. it's, that explodes. Is it something? It that is something explodes? that explodes. Yeah. So dynamite. Not dynamite. Firework. Go a little bit f- further back in in. Uh, gunpowder. Gunpowder. Yeah, gunpowder is potassium nitrate, charcoal, and sulphur. Oh yes. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. First invented by the Chinese, of course, mm. but not for not for a long time for um, guns or, or projectiles or anything like that. It was originally used as a medicine. What to eat? To well, yeah, to to ingest. To, yeah. Well, it would be a very um, powerful suppository, wouldn't it? Really blow <laughs> blow things out. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Really clear yeah. you out. I don't know how. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how they applied <laughs> the, the medicine. Um, whether they ingested it or mm. took it other ways. But mm. uh, yeah, indeed. There you go. All right. Question number ten. The final okay. question. Oh my gosh, we've, could, we've we go. done pretty good. You've done very well, I think. Question number 10. According to Australian Taxation Office figures, Australia's richest postcode is in which state? I wonder if it's WA. Because of all the mining. Yes, all the magnates. Do they Mm. live there? Although, aren't aren't a lot of them 
a lot of the companies owned by China now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. That is a pretty good guess, though. Are you saying in it's a pretty Western good Australia. guess, as in it's correct? <laughs> yeah, I am. That's exactly Ooh. what I'm saying. So, uh, it oh, is wow. in Western Australia, yeah. Is it something like, um, oh, now I'm not going to remember my Perth suburbs, but there are some wealthy suburbs. There are some very mansion. wealthy suburbs. There are some mansion-y suburbs. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, these ones are uh, kind of beachside. The mm. postcode is 6011. There's two suburbs that make up that postcode. Do you want to have a guess what they might be? Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, the two suburbs are... Peppermint Grove and Cottesloe. Cottesloe. Cottesloe Beach is beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, isn't it? It is beautiful. So, yes, home to Twiggy Forest. So he he certainly bumps up the the average of the earnings in 6011. 6011. Yeah. What's that song? The theme from (laughs) 90210. Uh, Peppermint Grove 6011. Oh, yeah. yeah. They could make a show about that. They yeah. could. Wow. <laughs> Just like that, you've brought us back to the 90s and the play that you're both in, Lorinda, and yes. high school days. My goodness. We're going to take one last break. We'll be right back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Thank you both so much for doing the quiz. You did Pleasure. really well. We did pretty well. Well done, Fee. Thank yeah. you. Well done, you. Well done, you. But really, you. well done, Johnny Leary, because you were a very good <laughs> spirit guide. Yes. Oh, thank you. And you were thank very you. generous. Well, I, I particularly liked hearing the snatches of song <laughs> that peppered through the, uh, the quiz snatches. today. There were a lot of musical tie-ins, weren't there? Yeah. Well, a surprising <laughs> musical tie-in was probably uh, Imelda Marcos, but... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Having uh, having songs from Olivia Newton-John and yeah. yeah, darling Olivia. Thank you yeah. so much for having us. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Now, Lorinda runs until the tenth of September at the Southbank Theatre. Yes, and you can get your tickets by going to mtc.com.au. Thanks, yes. Fiona. Thanks, Thank Georgina. You. Thank you. Thank you. So nice fun. having you both. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I'm sorry if it dragged a little in the middle with all the talk about the political situation in the Philippines. I am just genuinely baffled by the rehabilitation of the Marcos dynasty, a family that stole an estimated 5 to $10 billion from the nation. It's just wild. Thank you to my guests this week, Fiona Choi and Georgina Naidu. See them both in Lorinda at the Melbourne Theatre Company right now. Thanks, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing the quiz. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.